describe hashtag FinDom to okay to so everyone to the to the people to the listeners at large. Okay, so I, I want to preface this by saying I don't know how I found this and why it popped on my for you page. I have okay. no idea. Okay, it okay. just it happened. All right, mm. and I was like, what is this? And it's FinDom stands for financial dominance, a dominatrix. So there are these women and they post, I think it's mostly happens on Twitter where they're like, post their receipts. Like I, I went shopping and bought all of this stuff. Who wants to reimburse me? And then dudes send them money. And this video, the video that I sent you is like this whole like how to, like you have to act like a dominatrix. You can't be nice to these guys. You have to be bitchy to these guys and, and ask them directly for money and be like really upfront. Like I'm not even going to DM you unless you send me 50 bucks or whatever. So I don't know. This sounds more intriguing to me than the foot modeling only fans. Okay. Like, personally, cause you don't really have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. I absolutely. Because let me tell you, if there's one thing that nurses across the world understand, it's the value of a side gig. Yes. Like, <laughs> and I think most women basically understand the value of a side gig because we've never been paid as much as men for the, doing the exact same job. And we've always had more financial responsibility. Um, and so we get the fact that like, I can have my regular job, but then I also have to have this secondary source of income Right. And so, like, a lot of the nurses I work with are, like, you know, feet is a totally reasonable way to make money without and still kind of remain anonymous. You know, your face mm-hmm. isn't in it. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot there. And then you told me about Findom, which if all I have to do is be mean to a man to get his money I just don't see a downside here. I know. I mean, there's the whole, you know, I'm married and maybe there's like an ethical thing. I don't know. I mean, I feel like husbands should appreciate this though, right? Right. Like like, I went out to dinner with my husband. Who's going to reimburse me? Yes. Maybe there's a specific subset of the population that really is into a, a, a FinDom who is in a committed relationship. <laughs> you know, there's a thing out there for everyone. And I don't, I'm not a kink shamer, you know, right. like, whatever you do, you, as long as you're not hurting anybody. And yes, if you're sending me money, then yeah. Then yes. Hell yes. yeah. We need like a FinDom for cancer patients. This? Like pay okay. my medical bills. Right. <laughs> I just got my mammogram. Who's going to reimburse me? Exactly. I just paid my deductible. (laughs) Sending me $600. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that, that's a very specific kink that right there. Yeah. So the, the subtext of this, or maybe it's not as subtext as I would think, but the subtext is that, that presumably there is a person, usually a male on the other end of this, who gets sexual gratification out of sending money to a stranger who's demanding it from them. Is that, is that what this is? That's my understanding. Uh, but let's be clear. I'm not an expert. 
You, I mean, I'm sorry. The reason I've we brought you on the show is, is you are the, the you're the resident expert on Findom. I thought, I thought that's resident you, as a, yeah. as there's just a couple of us yeah, that can I, be the expert. Right, exactly. Of the exactly yeah. yeah, you're like on the board of experts. <laughs> Hashtag Findom. I guess that that's just they get. I mean, like let's look at it psychologically. Okay. Um, there's this aspect of being a caretaker involved as well, mm. and you're taking care of a woman, but it's a very controlled thing, right? right? So you're taking care of this woman, but she's not being, like, all needy and naggy and shit. And then there's the whole aspect of being dominated as right. well. So it's kind of got both of those psychological things. I would say. And then there's sort of an on- anonymity aspect to it. Right. Because right. it all happens online, right? The, there's the, no contact here. Right. There's no the, physical the, contact. There's no... Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, the dominatrix, hmm. according to the instruction videos, anyway, needs to do, like, needs to be able to prove who they are. And they they are not as anonymous, right? But the, the okay. men that send the money are anonymous. Because the men want to know that oh, they're they sending it to a anonymous. real person. Right. right. And not right. some kind of bot, which is a right. thing, apparently. Or another dude, you know? I don't know. Oh. They don't they don't want to be catfished, I guess. They don't want to be catfished. Yeah. Yes. Nor nor do women. And it's interesting to me. Okay, there's so much to discuss here. The fir- <laughs> the first is just to like lay it out there. I and I've said this before, I think, on whenever we cover the topic of sex, which we like to do every season. Mm-hmm. And it and it's this idea that like I heard someone say once, don't yuck someone else's yum. And it's essentially, everyone kind of has their thing, and sexual gratification should not be shamed. And if someone else's thing seems gross to you, maybe you should just, like, suspend that judgment. I don't know. There's an element of this that I like because it's like, we recognize that people have needs and helping someone fulfill those needs with a picture of your feet or your receipt is it's a transactional relationship and everyone kind of knows what's in it. And it's between consenting adults. Mm -hmm. And I think that of course is the key. That is the overarching, that is the umbrella under which all of this takes place and is cool. Yes. Yes, Uh, Of course. Of course. And so I like this. I like the idea of a dominatrix. I like the idea of maybe a you know like a traditional working man who feels like he has to make a lot of decisions in his life and has a lot of authority and maybe a lot of responsibility going to another person and being like take that away from me because that is what I find like attractive that's what I find you know turns me on I like that idea yeah and it goes both ways too Mm -hmm. right like somebody who has a job where they're very subservient or they're very subservient in their life they would have you know a kink where they want to be the dominator right again in a healthy way right they want they they want to have a submissive they want to be the dominatrix plus they got bills to pay you know plus they got (laughs) bills to pay and I mean, I, so ever since you sent that to me, I was thinking like, is this me? Am I in this like realm of like, you know, someone has to be the dominant person and someone has to be subservient. 
am I, the, I think I am the dominatrix, but at the same time, I have so much like responsibility in my life, I guess. And in my job where I'm like making a lot mm -hmm. of decisions and like, maybe I don't want that, but I do. I still do. Yeah. I, still I think wanna... it's fluid, right? Okay. It's gotta be, I would consider it fluid, right? Like you don't want to have the same kind of sex all the time, no. right? You don't feel the same all the time. And sometimes maybe you want to be like the princess that gets swept off her feet, you know, and that would the man does what he will with you. <gasps> and then sometimes you want to put the black boots on yeah. and you, and you want him to lick your feet yeah. and crawl around. I mean, that's a bit extreme, but you can do both. Like the, uh, there's no rules, right? I like this. I, you could be, I like you this. could be into feet and do feet shit one day, and then mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm gonna be into necks too, or I could be into everything. Necks is that yeah. thing? Although, yeah, I don't know. I'm making shit up. Hashtag um, neck dom. Look <laughs> <laughs> at vampires. It's a very vampire thing. Yeah, I can see that. That's that's almost a neck fetishy thing, right? Neck fetish. Um, it's very vampire. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you can be into all kinds of things. Like that's, that's, it's very human. Yeah. I think. And it's sad as a society that anything outside of like missionary between a man and a yes. woman is something is outside of the box. And between a penis a, and a vagina. Like right. it's like, oh, yeah. weird. Um, but that just closes you off to all of these other possibilities. You know, yeah. people do what, do what they do. Experiment. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody, everyone's consenting. And long as everyone is is absolutely in favor of what's going on, mm -hmm. and that I think that's the appeal of the whole dominatrix mm -hmm. thing is it's it's a play, it's just mm -hmm. a it's a role playing thing. It's not it's not real, but it right it's, you know it's like your part. It's like an unscripted play that you're participating in with sex like yeah. it's just sometimes with play, sex pretend, not always like you were a kid yeah why can't except we except there's the sex part why can't we talk more openly about it is weird to me like this is very yeah. I don't know someone um asked me the other day it's someone I know at work and I have a I on my badge I have a little um a little pin that has my pronouns on it she her mm -hmm. and the concept of that is, and I have like an LGBTQIA, like trans flag thing on my badge too. And the object is like, I want to project that like I'm a safe space for those people, especially in healthcare. It's very difficult to find providers um, that are like knowledgeable and open about that. And right. one of my coworkers was like, oh, where'd you get that pin? Yeah, I really like one of those. And I was like, oh, I got them at uh, the local sex shop. And they were like, what? <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> I was like, you know, ye old sex shoppy. <laughs> and I told them all about it. I'm like, yeah, it's self-serve. They're very like, it's it's a female-owned, um, queer, uh, loving space that has, you know, and like, and I, as I was, yeah. yes, as I was talking about this, I could just see their eyes kind of glaze over and I could see like all the gears in their mind going like I'm discovering a new thing about Jocelyn. Also, I'm slightly uncomfortable. Also, I'm very interested. Also, ugh. it's just so funny how people approach like adult people, professional mm -hmm. licensed adult people approach sex. Yes, and I agree. I don't know if you'll agree with this because this is a bit controversial, but the idea that it's illegal 
to pay someone for sex is strange to me. I agree. Okay. And it is, and it is kind of a controversial opinion because yeah. there have though? to be so there have to be so many caveats around it. Okay. And I don't know how logistically it would work, right? Sure. Because there's always gonna there's there's always the danger of like it not being consensual, right? Sex trafficking. Right. Like even right. if it was legalized, sex trafficking would still exist, right? People would still find themselves in these situations where they're selling their bodies, but because it's not the demand something, is there for that. Right. And it's not something that they are actively choosing. Right. However, if 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 you want to do sex work, I think it should be legal. I think that that you know, if you want to have sex for money, like our bodies are a commodity um, in many Can ways. Can be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, models, aren't they selling their bodies as well, right? Yes. In a way, lots of people are. Uh, people that do really hard manual labor, aren't they selling their bodies as well and damaging and destroying their bodies as well? Oh, God, I feel... You know, it's, it's all a level... I feel called it's- out! <laughs> <laughs> Nurses, talk about an industry that sacrifices their bodies yeah. yeah nurses definitely you're sacrificing your bodies and your labor you are selling your body with your okay. labor as well right but yeah. there's this ickiness around the world's oldest profession right yeah um and i don't normally like to say prostitution but i want to like define it differently from other sex work just for purposes of conversation and yeah. i don't know how else to do that and like nuance and stuff yeah because there's some nuance there yeah um but I mean, they managed to do it in um, Amsterdam. I've been there <laughs> when I was younger, you had... walking around, looking in the windows, like, Ooh! and they're like, really curious. Like, I just want to like have a conversation with one of them. You yeah. know, like if I ever went back, maybe I would do that. You know, just I mean, to, I'm interested. You know, it's just so interesting because you watch the old movies. And it, what we're, I know that movies aren't really a great historical reference <laughs> because they're like <laughs> not historical, but in like all the old West tropes include mm-hmm. a, like, you know, a, a, the best old whorehouse in the West, you know, like that you can go in, get a drink. And I think the thing that is icky about it is it's usually run and owned by a man. Mm-hmm. There's usually a madam who runs all the girls and she is like a bastion of misogyny. It's like this whole thing. And I think that will always exist in a in a weird way, but I don't I think that if we had a healthy understanding of sex and gratification and how healthy and normal it is to mm-hmm. want these different things and how skilled a professional would mm-hmm. be at just, I mean, God, let me tell you something. Here's, I'm going to try and make this not gross. Uh, Ooh, I like gross. Well, here we go. Uh, <laughs> in nursing school, uh, one of the like things that is difficult is inserting a Foley catheter into a vagina o- owner because yeah, I wondered how y'all do that. Yeah. It's every, it's very tiny. And there are other structures represented to the North mm-hmm. and South and South, South of mm-hmm. that hole. 
Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how many nurses, whether they are penis owners or vagina owners or some combination of the two, cannot find that hole. And not only that, but continuously try to insert a Foley into the clitoris, into the clitoral hood, into, yes. Yes. That's unpleasant. It's very unpleasant. It's unpleasant. Um, And the thing is, structurally, as we all know down there, is after kind of, you know. There's the the why and the Yeah. So the first thing that you find is the clitoris. South of the clitoris is your urethra, south of the urethra, but sometimes also it's folded into um, the vaginal canal, and then south of that is the rectum. And the other day... I was training a paramedic student because they're in our trauma bay when they get trained and they've, he'd never put in, um, I don't know if he's ever seen a vagina before, to be honest. (laughs) And so, and I saw him looking at it. I saw him looking at it and I was like, stop, no, stop, 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 stop. stop." And I was like, thank God for nurses. Right. Right. I I was like, let's take a tour. Okay. Shall we? This patient, Mm -hmm. you know, was sedated sedated and while being respectful of their body um mm-hmm. i was like let's just let's talk about some landmarks i swear to god i think this is the first time this young man had ever understood the concept of a clitoris and that is disturbing to me wow <laughs> the number of people across genders or you know like who don't recognize that as a structure oh. Yeah. That tells me there's a problem. There's an inequity here. Yeah. It's, it's timely actually. So Mm. I have an 11 year old. Okay. And they are currently working on their growing and changing unit. Okay. I see. Yes. Yes. So, you know, we had to sign the permission slip Okay. and they had to give us all of the materials and everything. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So I just signed it. (laughs) I haven't actually reviewed anything. But I have been trying to have conversations with him. Like, I want to, you know, understand what's going on. But we've all, we, he, he knows a lot of the, not like the specifics, but he understands scientifically how things happen because we've had those conversations. Because you're a quality before. parent who well, talks to their child. He, he asked, when he asked the question, I asked the question in an age-appropriate way, but I answered the question because yeah. I don't want him learning from the internet, frankly. <laughs> What a scary place to I get mean, your sexual information. I mean, the number of people who think that women only have two holes oh my boggles God. my mind. I'm like, are you serious? Like people, like men that are like, well, how do you pee if you have a tampon? And I'm like, are you, do you not? Yes. Seriously? Yes, oh my God. <laughs> it's just, and also as a woman who is menopausal because mm-hmm. of the medications I have to take, things change down there. Mm-hmm. Just the things that used to feel good don't feel good anymore. The things we have to use have changed because just because itchy and it's weird. You get itchy and, and you yeah. get uncomfort sitting is uncomfortable. Like people don't because it's not the funny part of menopause. The hot flashes are hilarious and have been lampooned in television and movies for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and this is what we do with the female aging body is we make fun mm-hmm. of it because mm-hmm. we can't sexualize it anymore. Because mm-hmm. older women aren't sexual. They are mothers now. And 
the dichotomy of like mothers and whores. There are only two subsets of women in the mind mm-hmm. of the, you know, Neanderthal man brain. And that is you're either a mother or you're a whore. And that Here's really to whores. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Here's to both. Here's to mothers who are scholars, who are whores, who are yes. scientists, who are, I don't know, really into fashion. You can be mm-hmm. all of those things and have a dry vagina and dominate men financially on the internet. Why not? Why not? 